Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Chelsea versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Yes, um, back to, back to midweek weekend football as um, the fixtures come in thick and fast. First of all, I want to say Happy New Year. Well done to everybody who made it to 2022. Um, it's been a tough couple of last years with the pandemic, but hopefully this year we get more positive news as opposed to reminiscing on what a forgettable year it's been for 2021 and for Liverpool Football Club in general. Right, um, so the last time I did a podcast was the Leicester game. We unfortunately lost that one 1-0. One um, and then I said my odds of us winning the Premier League title, I'd say, is about 30%. And there's too many external circumstances that um, that are practically out of our control. And that's probably why, when it comes down to the end of it, we probably fall short. But um, the update since the fixture game, the next day we had Brentford play against Manchester City. Manchester City came away with a 1-0 victory, so they expanded their gap to six points. And then they played again yesterday afternoon against Arsenal. And Arsenal played them off the park in the first half. Saka put them in the lead first half. And then you're thinking, okay, maybe if Man City bottle some sort of points here, it might not be, It might. It, it, we might be able to recover something and put up more of a fight and put Man City behind the pressure. But then the second half starts now and then um, complete turnaround just... The Bernardo Shaka moment where a lot of people saying Bernardo Silva dived. Personally, he did a little bit, but it was enough to win a penalty. So obviously Shaka clipped Bernardo Silva's leg, um, and then he grabs his shirt. Obviously, it's not enough for Bernardo to fall down, but if you make if you're gonna grab a uh, grab a, an attacking player like that, you're asking the question really, and then the referee. Initially waved no, and then VAR said no. I look at it again, and then they looked at it, and it was a penalty. And yes, in the first half, Odegaard and Edison had similar moment, but it wasn't clear and obvious. From one angle, it looked like Odegaard won the ball. Another angle it looked like Edison won the ball with his heel. And both alternating angles weren't giving out the best evidence. Anyway, so then Bernardo and then Mario scored, made it one-one. And then there was a moment where Martellini had the open goal missed. But to be fair, I watched the replay and for some reason, during this Arsenal attack, their referee runs into the box. No Premier League referee ever runs into the box. They never run into the box. They always analyse them outside the box. So it, it, it alternated Martellini's run a little bit. Albeit, you should still, still should have scored and made it 2-1. But that little moment there, I was just thinking, what are these officials doing? You wonder why you're under scrutiny all the time. You wonder why he wasn't, there was no English referee at the World Cup. Um, all these little moments are showing that incompetence. And then after that, um, there was a moment where Gabriel fouls Gabriel Jesus. And then Gabriel, Gabriel picks up a second yellow card, he gets sent off. And then uh, Manchester City score right at the end with Rodri in the 94th minute. Taking Manchester City to 12 points. So... In that in that time before we even before Chelsea and Liverpool even play, Liverpool and Chelsea know they're coming into this fixture twelve and eleven points behind Manchester City. This is why I say 
the title race is practically 30% because now the pressure even builds even more. Whoever Between Chelsea and Liverpool, both teams needed to win. It, there's too much at stake. If, 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 if you draw, it's practically it. That's it. Even though I already said I can't see anything happening, it pretty much all but confirms that Man City get the perfect momentum. And then we'll talk about um, everything that happened today. So, um, also other news that's happened in that, in, that, in that period. Coronavirus again, striking down, having an effect on our players. Um, this time, not just players, but staff. And by staff, I mean Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp got diagnosed with a suspected uh, COVID test. When they say suspected, it means he was positive on lateral flow. However, they need to do PCR to confirm that it was definitely indeed COVID and then you've got to complete your seven-day isolation or whatever it is to your negative. And he wasn't the only one to hit. Firmino caught COVID, Matip caught COVID, Alisson caught COVID. Again, another spine gone. Similar to the Tottenham where you had VVD, Thiago, um, I can't remember who else. But when you lose VVD and, and VVD, no, VVD, Thiago and Fabinho, when you lose your spine like that, it, it completely makes you shape, completely shapes up how you play entirely different. So now you've got Klopp, Matip, Alisson, Firmino out with COVID. Was it enough to postpone the game? Uh, I don't know. Because you say Chelsea in a similar thing with COVID and injuries as well. Um, they also got the Lukaku situation where he, he's publicly announced that he wants to leave Chelsea just five months into his tenure at, uh, into his second tenure at Chelsea, um, which is quite bizarre. And then this morning you heard the news saying that he's been um, released from the squad. So coming into this game, both players are missing key players for either disciplinary reasons or COVID reasons. So the game was finally tuned. There was not no, oh, this team on better form here, this team on better form here. Because Chelsea dropped points to Brighton on Wednesday. So both teams definitely needed three points today. But the way football works, only one team can walk away with it or one team walks, or both teams walk away with a draw. Um, so yeah, let's get into the lineup and everything else that I saw today. Um, so in goal, you had Kelleher. Left back, you had Tamiskus. Centre-back, Van Dijk. And Konati, right back, Trenton Arnold, your midfield three, um, Henderson, Fabinho, Milner, up front, Salamone, Jota. Uh, yes, so Milner gets the nod over Cater. That annoyed me. It annoyed me because of the simple fact of African Cup of Nations. African Cup of Nations. This will be Salamone's last rodeo. Before they go into compete in Cameroon, it'll be Cater's last rodeo before they compete in Cameroon as well. Why would you not start Cater? That's what is it trust issues? Is it personnel? Cater is way more useful than than Milner. Technical on technically on the ball and off the ball gives you much more. Milner got engine, yeah, sure, but and mental attributes. But he can't give you that technical play that you need. He can give you tackles and all that other generic stuff that you want to see in a fight of in a scene of fight of football. But he doesn't give you 
the 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 the, the IQ the spot a spot an open pass here kind of moment, and and not starting Cato again just makes me think you should have sold this guy in, in the transfer window and replaced him, but as Liverpool do in transfer windows they don't even buy anyway so. Um, I actually feel sorry for Kato. I, I, I generally wish he started that game, but for whatever reason, it wasn't to be. Um, Konati gets the nod. Um, yeah, he played well in what game was it? The Leicester game last couple, almost two weeks ago now. Um, and he's obviously has better match sharpness than Joe Gomez, who's had a very up and down um season. Even with his, even on his season return, he's had to battle with. Um, two complicated knee injuries that will have to make you restructure the way you play in a different sort of manner. But yeah, anyways, um, and then obviously on the Chelsea team, no Lukaku, but they still had um, Havertz, they had Mason Mount, uh, Pulisic, Kovacic, Kante, at the back Alonso, Rudiger, Silva, Aselequeta, Mendy. So it was still a solid Chelsea team. So, if anything, I'd say Chelsea still got squad depth. But maybe better squad depth than Liverpool. Uh, un- unquestionable. So, anyway, yeah. So, that was the my thoughts between the lineups. And, obviously, it was Pep Linders on the touchline today giving out all the instructions and whatnot. So, yes. First half now. In the first half, Liverpool have kick-off. Um, Henderson passes it to Canati. Canati does the usual diagonal thing in the air. And Absolutely and Mane both jump up in the air. Mane kind of swings an elbow palm thing at Absolutely's face. Absolutely goes down. 15 seconds into the game, Anthony Taylor pulls a card out. Thankfully, not a red, but a yellow. So now you're thinking, oh my God. On top of Mane's bad game at Leicester City, you now got Mane. Apologies, laptop. <sighs> Keeps happening. You now got Mane having to deal with a yellow card for a 90-minute game. And I'm just thinking, no, oh, is he going to use this yellow card to rifle himself up? Or is he going to use this as an excuse to continue the poor form? Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the opening 10 minutes, again, similar to the Tottenham game, where both teams were just back and forth in terms of just intensity and just like... You create a starting attack. You create a starting attack. It was exactly the same at the Stamford Bridge. And that's what happens when you lose personnel. You had Chelsea on the front foot moving the ball faster. They had Canati a little bit shaky. They had Trent a little bit shaky. Um, Just like whipping balls that make you question how you should clear it. That sort of thing. Um, And then Liverpool had a break. Their first moment, like five minutes in, um, Nathaniel Chalabar tries to head the ball uh, to Silva, but he underhits this head. Uh, underhits the head of the ball. Mane picks up the ball, runs with it, runs with it. Notices Salah running on the opposite wing. He plays a, a, a square ball to Salah. Salah shoots, Mendy saves it. Um, unlock, and that was the first real chance. And then... Um, Again, it was back to Chelsea creating some sort of attack. Trent picks up the ball. He tries to clear it with his left foot. The ball ricochets off... Um, I think it was Mason Mount. Might have ricocheted off Mason Mount. Yeah, yeah, ricocheted off Mason Mount. 
falls into the path of Pulisic. Um, he's one on one with Kelleher. He tries to go around Kelleher. Kelleher just palms the ball perfectly. You've seen Allison do it many a times when um, I think it was the Aston Villa game when Danny Ings was about to go around Allison and then Allison just palms the ball away. Kelleher literally executed the same thing but on Pulisic and then the ball is cleared. And then and then you're thinking, okay, Kelleher kind of knows what he's doing. Um, he had a little bit of an unorthodox moment as well. Um, he came out the box to try and shield the ball because uh, Absolute closing him down or whatever. Absolute just pushes into the back of him and then he wins a free kick. A little very unorthodox, but it works. So you take it. Um, and then the ninth minute, Jota tries to whip the ball in um, to feed uh, Mane. Uh, Nathaniel Chalabar tries to head the ball at knee height. For whatever reason, I do not know. Absolutely made no sense. All he had to do was just volley clear this ball. But maybe that's the inexperience of him or the fact that he was nervous because... This game was very, like, the atmosphere was, like, roaring. And you could tell, why that, that's probably what created this stupid NBA-style football, just of back and forth and not having game management because the atmosphere just made teams, but it made both teams on edge because both teams know that they got to take three points somewhere. If you don't take the three points, um, obviously, Man City will be the ones enjoying. So there's a lot of attention in the air. Um, but, yeah, Nathaniel Chalabar makes the mistake. Tries to dive and head it at knee height. Gets it all wrong. Um, Sadio Mane picks the ball up. He's 1v1 with Mendy. He goes around Mendy. Um, and then he shoots with his left foot. Absolute quitter. Tries to cut the ball in time. But he's too slow to it. Ball rifles the net. Sadio Mane 1-0 Liverpool. And you'd say it was a smash and grab goal. Because Chelsea had us on the back foot. And finally uh, Sadio Mane ends his... Premier League goal drought of 10 games without a goal. His last goal before that, either 10 games in all comps or 10 games um, in the Premier League. I can't remember which one it is, but I feel like, I feel like it's um, maybe all comps. But yeah, I remember the last goal being against, um, no, no, it must be, it must be, it must be um, Premier League because he scored against AC Milan, didn't he? I'm sure he did. Yeah. Origi did. No, he didn't score, innit? Sorry, I'm having a bit of a flashback moment. It might have been in all comps. It feels like an all comps, yeah. I'll, I'll say all comps. Somebody Google and confirm that for me. Anyway, Mane finally scores. 10 games, drought over. Um, a nice little gift to give to the Liverpool supporters and Jurgen Klopp, who were probably watching in his kitchen. Um... And Liverpool get the lead. And then from there, um, Chelsea was still kind of creating this intensive pressure on us. But we were better handling We were handling the situation well. Um, and then after 20 minutes, Chelsea just slowed down a little bit. And then they weren't really... They lost that intensity that they had. And it's almost like they needed the breather. And then it was Liverpool that had most of the ball in that time period. And then a second key moment happens, 26th minute of the game. Trent Alexander-Arnold spots an off-the-ball run from uh, Mohamed Salah. Rudiger's a little bit out of position, so it created that space that Trent can exploit. Whips it over the top. Salah gets the ball, 
He's in a 1v1 moment with uh, Marcus Alonso. And my God, you would think uh, Marcus Alonso would make it difficult for Salah to dribble past him. But you could tell why Chelsea fans despise Marcus Alonso. He is very brain dead defensively. He just allowed Salah to just, okay, go past me. And then um, Salah does a little half shimmy and Alonso completely falls for it. Completely falls for it. I couldn't believe how he fell for it. Like you'd think he'd at least close down the space where you want Salah to dribble into. But maybe that's just the threat of Mohamed Salah's presence and knowing what he can do and dribble. That was probably mentally messing him up. And yeah, Salah dribbles past Alonso. He's 1v1 with Mendy, slots it near post. 2-0 Liverpool. Barely a celebration from Mo Salah. Um, the, all the team come to congregate Salah, give him the hugs and the pats on the head and the back, etc. 16 goals, 16 Premier League goals. Christmas curse? I don't think so, mate. Ain't no Christmas curse around here. He only had the Christmas curse when he missed the penalty. And but he rectified it with scoring today. Um so very good. And then at 2-0, I'm still thinking Chelsea have played better than Liverpool. Don't throughout that 20 minute 20 for 20 for the first 20 minutes you'd say they played they just moved the ball better and had most of possession. I think stats was like uh 61 39, something like that. That's how much possession Chelsea had. But they just lacked cutting edge in the opening 20. But Liverpool just had the cutting edge of both occasions to just put the ball in. And then at 2-0, I'm thinking, yes. But I couldn't tell whether Liverpool were thinking, OK, it's 2-0. Do we just go for blood here or do we uh, get a bit of game management? And I think that's where we were caught in limbo. And you've got Pep Linders, who's just like, yeah, come on, yeah. And I remember one Pep Linders comment when he said, our identity is intensity, which is all cool. Which is very cool. You like that. It's a very cool. You want Liverpool to play with intensity. But when now you're 2-0 away and it's 26 minutes in and you've not been you've not been the better team. You've not been the better team, but you've been in a fortunate position where you have a two-goal lead. So in this instance, game management should be prioritized. But I don't think Pep Linders has that part of coaching aspect in his game yet. And as as, as he and he wouldn't really because um that's Klopp's responsibility. All, all, all Pep Linders can do is feed the information and suggestions to what you can do. Ultimately, ultimately, it's down to Klopp and how you should micromanage the game. And I think because Liverpool were caught in limbo, um, they weren't really know how to manage the game at 2-0 at that period in time. And then there was a brief moment where um, the ball was in the air and then uh, Mason Mount just shoves... Um, Costa Simicus to the floor and he's not even nowhere near the ball similar similar situation similar situation to the actually quit Amane situation where um, he just pushed to the ground and then and then Mount kicks to Miscus but it almost looks like he's trying to get his foot off but he tried to he disguised it in a way it was like no I didn't kick him I just tried to get my leg away from him and if Costa Simicus had a little bit of schneid in him he would have rolled over and VAR would have reviewed that probably a bit longer, but again, being English and the lack of VAR, the lack of common sense with VAR, uh, Mason Mount escapes with just a yellow card. So, um, yeah, there was that. And then 40th minute, James Milner, first bizarre moment. 
from him. I don't know why, because he had a very good first half up until this period of just closing down space and closing down attacks. He has a one he has a bargy moment with um Kai Havertz, which is 50-50, but they all bounce off each other. And Kai Havertz is dribbling down the channel, but he's away from the ball. And got, and he's in the period, he's in the brief period where you know you know Havertz is gonna have to cut back on his left to cross the ball in, because you're on the right hand side. But Milner decides, let me just foul him anyway, let him know I'm the bigger man. And for some reason he gives the foul away. And I'm just thinking, no oh, Jesus, if they score from this, this is entirely Milner's fault. And then Chelsea gets set piece, they cross the ball in, ball is cleared, ball falls to Kovacic. Hits it on the volley. My God, did he hit this clean. Kelleher just done enough to clear the ball. Then he has to readjust his body and then watch Kovacic hit this ball so clean. Comes off the post and in 2-1 Liverpool. And you're just thinking, for God's sake, Milner. This is why I wanted Cater to start. Because Cater doesn't give away dumb fouls. You give away smart fouls. You don't give away dumb fouls. If the player is dribbling nowhere near the ball and he's going away from goal, why would you dribble? Why would you foul him? There's absolutely no need. But for James Milner, he just had to do it for whatever reason. And then it just got, and then that two-one moment created instant panic. Instant panic. You've seen Henderson. My God, the amount of times Henderson passed the ball without the ball staying on the ground infuriated me. Every time Henderson tried to make a pass since that 2-1 moment, it was always in the air. Always in the air. And, and it's just, if you can't control the ball and get it under wraps, you're just going to create chaos. And with everyone nervous and agitated on edge at 2-1, you're the captain. You're meant to keep the ball on the ground. You, I know you have some sort of technical ability to just keep the ball on the floor. He fails to do that. And then, and then it just, that ball being in the air just creates panic. It's almost like a pinball situation because it pulled players out of position. It pulled Trent a little bit out of position. It pulled Konati out of position. Then it, and then it's because this ball is in the air for so long and then Mason Mount plays the ball in to, uh, to Pulisic and he got Henderson trying to chase, the ball, chase him down and make up for the stupid mistake because he was the catalyst of that second goal that, they, uh, of that we inevitably concede. And yes, Pulisic scored. It becomes 2-2. And then within uh, 44 minutes, Liverpool squander a 2-0 lead. Liverpool squander a 2-0 lead. And you're just thinking here, for goodness sake. And this is why you want, you want Klopp there. Because Klopp would have fucking said, listen, game management here. Don't do that stupid thing like we did in Tottenham. Learn from previous mistakes, but because Klopp's not on the touchline, it's Pep Linders. Pep Linders is treating this game like it's a training session. Like he can still always get the next goal. But we needed a bit of professionalism, a bit of composure. None of our midfielders, Milner or Henderson, had the capacity to just keep this keep the game composed till half time. And Henderson just doing creating that catalyst here is just infuriated me. And after what he did for the Leicester goal when he Barely tracks um, Harvey Barnes down and telling, oh, somebody else tracked the ball off the run, and then you go and make another mistake. So, Henderson, that's the second game in a row where you you was the catalyst for the goal being conceded here. And then, yeah, half time is 2 2. Chelsea fans buzzing, two shell buzzing, wondering how the hell did that happen. But with, with Liverpool, 
I knew, I knew, I was composed. I was composed that when it went to 2 2 because I was like, I've seen this before. We've seen this at Brentford, we've seen this at Tottenham. For some reason, all our London away games, we don't have composure. Even West Ham away, we just. Um, West, fair enough, West Ham away, just, they just played us. They were playing better than us. But still, it's, for some reason, we come to London away and then we just never play our normal game this, for this year. I wish I knew what the reason was. But yeah, second half starts. No changes. Um, and then, um, yeah, I'm just... Re- what am I remembering in the second half? Yeah, a lot of times Jota picking up the ball. But when he picks up the ball, it's the amount of failed key passes that infuriates me with Jota. And similar with the Leicester game, he done it again with the Chelsea game. Where he just doesn't have it in his locker to create a key pass moment. And so many attacks were breaking down just because of Jota. Um, and then it took till like the 56th minute for Liverpool to have a key moment. Chelsea had a corner. Ball is cleared. Ball bounces between Jota and Pulisic. Jota shields the ball. Turns. Gives it to Salah. Salah, Rudiger and Pulisic all chasing this one ball. Mendy's a little bit off his line. Salah notices it early. Tries to chip uh, Mendy. Mendy readjusts, makes a lovely save. Um, our corners whipped in, and all our all our corners poor, so poor. We tried a lot of out swinging corners, and I just think it wasn't working. I don't know if that was intentionally planned, but I would have loved to see Trent take a left hand side corner. He didn't do it once in the first half, and in the opening fifteen minute period of the second half, he didn't do it either. Um, and then two minutes later. Um, there's a little great link-up and play moment between Milner and Mamane. He plays a little 1-2, then he plays a little 1-2 off Simicus, and then he's dribbling with the ball, he cuts past uh, Thiago Silva with ease. I wanted him to shoot far post. If he shoots far post, you have Mendy stretching. Maybe it's a goal, maybe it rebounds into a Liverpool player. But he shoots near post and it's a safe, easy save for Mendy, but still goes out for a corner, which is then whipped in again from Tomiscus. All these near post corners... All these, I mean, out-swinging corners from Liverpool just did not hit at all. And then uh, Chelsea had a key moment. They, Alonso whips the ball in. Pulisic tries to volley it. Comes off his shin. Kelleher saves it. Um, and then 65th minute happens. Uh, we make two subs. Jota comes off, thank God. Con- contributed to absolutely nothing for those 65 minutes. Um, but we will talk about Jota a little bit later. Um, and then James Milner comes off, Cater comes on. And then you're thinking, okay, uh, injury prone boy is coming on. But they've both had, uh, they've both done well in recent performances. Let's see what they can do. But then from the, but from about 65 to 67, 65th minute to the 75th minute, both teams take a breather. Because that NBA style football kind of came back in the first 15 minutes of the second half. But then both teams knackered from 65 to 75th minute. And one commentator said, this feels like when you just had your Christmas lunch and you're just sitting there with a food coma, just in a bit of a daze. That's what that 65 to 75th minute was. Both teams just took a breather on the ball and the intensity slowed down drastically. But then um, after the 75th minute... Chelsea put on a, a bit of pressure. Well, not even just a bit, a lot of pressure where Liverpool are just on the back foot having to clear lines, having to get in their positions. 
Uh, Fabinho, you can tell, was getting tired. Even Milner, before he came off, um, was very jaded. And you could tell Milner needed to come off um, like 10 minutes before the sub was actually made. Um, but yeah, for about 75 minutes to 88 minutes was just about Liverpool absorbing pressure, dealing with set pieces, um, which they did. And then um, Curtis Jones comes on, Sadio Mane comes off. So that'll be the last time we see Sadio Mane until his return from African Cup of Nations. Um, it's good to see Curtis Jones back. I think that was his first game since... Porto? Porto away? Wow. He's had the eye problem for about two months. Um, but yeah, he's back. And then he's, yeah, he picks up the Wilson areas, dribbles, but... Nothing really significant happens. I just think Liverpool just lacked that cutting edge because I think we were just fatigued, if anything, just because the way the shape of the game was with just the full throttle intensity for whatever reason. And then it just felt like both teams in the end were kind of settling for a draw in the end. And that's what happens. And draw ends up being 2-2. Um, my man of the match... Pfft. No one from Liverpool, really. I'd probably say Kovacic was the best player. Not because of that wonder goal, but just because how he micro... He, he just picked up the ball in certain areas and just... He didn't put a foot wrong, basically. Whereas with Liverpool, no one really stood out, but it was just like... No one had that key moment. But Mane much, much improved from Leicester. Uh, that was a great uh, send-off performance and giving us the goal. Mohamed Salah, great send-off performance, giving us the goal. What did this mean for Liverpool? Well, Liverpool are 11 points behind Manchester City with a game in hand. Uh, Chelsea, 10 points behind with a game in hand as well. Um, title race is over. Title race is over. I admit, I was 30%. Now I'm about 20. About 20%. It's gonna, I, I can't see Man City just... They just don't look like they're slowing down. They don't look like they're slowing down. And apparently Pep Guardiola was at Stamford Bridge. So that draw had him rubbing his hands. Perfect result. You smash and grabbed three points at the Emirates yesterday. Liverpool and Chelsea dropped points. Perfect. Title race is over. So, uh, more or less. Um, yeah, so demoralising. Demoralising, I know. I know, because Liverpool could rectify this. We are in January. There's a transfer window. Liverpool should be looking for reinforcements. Now you know AFCON is still commencing. Now you know Salah and Mane are still not, are not going to be here for Brentford at home and Crystal Palace away. Our two scorers today were Salah and Mane. Was, who was, guess who was on the bench? It wasn't Firmino, because he has COVID. Milamino injury, Origi injury. We had no strikers on the bench, zero strikers. The only fit and available striker now for uh, the FA Cup, no, sorry, for the Carabao Cup on Thursday, and then um, the FA Cup is Diogo Jota, and that's it. Firmino has seven-day isolation, so he cannot play in first leg Carabao Cup. Um, 
We don't know if Minamino and Origi gonna come back from injury. We hope Minamino does. We don't know about Origi's status, so that we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, yeah, now we're out. We're, we're out of the title race. It'll be hilarious if if Sky Sports and BT Sports still advertise that there's a title race. It's over. It's over. Man City on eleven league wins. Yesterday had Jack Grealish on the bench. Hundred million pound, most expensive player. Did not even come on at any one period. That's the resources that we have to deal with. How do you compete with that? And you're just allowing these oil state clubs to just take over. And Newcastle, who have now uh, been taken over by another oil company. Um, how do you compete with that? You know they're going to spend ludicrously in this uh, January transfer window. <laughs> this is the state of football right now. But what can you do? Um, just... Try and take whatever competition you can serious. So yeah, Pep Linders will be on the touchline. It will yeah, it will literally just be him for the first leg of the Arsenal Liverpool game at the Emirates. Um, it will be interesting to see what team we put out. Seeming as there's fucking nobody. Excuse my French. There's a squad depth is depleted so bad, and you knew about Afcon from August and still chose to do nothing about it. On top of that, you've got COVID situation dealing with. And then you're reading today that Liverpool are not going to be active in the transfer window. And I'm not going to even waste my time getting angry about that because that's probably the most obvious thing ever. That's Liverpool fans don't get excited during transfer windows because FSG routinely let us down. Manchester City would never rest on their laurels. If anything, they sold Furlan Torres. They had their striker and they didn't even play him to Barcelona, 55 million. Now they've got that 55 million, they could probably get in a striker whether they want and just make sure they cement their spot and run away with the league title and probably finally get trying to win the UEFA Champions League. But from now on, all Liverpool have to do is just focus on finishing in the top four and uh, uh, there's no Champions League till next month, but do as do it, stay, try and beat Arsenal in the Carabao Cup and make sure you're still in the FA Cup. Because I want a Wembley trip. Liverpool fans have not seen Wembley since 2016. I know we had Community Shield, but that don't really count. But regardless of that, um, in terms of an actual cup final, it's been six years. It's been six years. I want I want another Wembley cup final. It's been a while. It, it, Liverpool fans deserve it. And I hope now we're at the title race that we don't throw this opportunity away. It's going to be difficult because you're losing... Your two highest goal scorers in Mane, okay, after Jota um, for Mane, but you're losing the best Premier League player in the league, uh, Mohamed Salah, for a month or whatever long it is. Um, so they're not going to be around for Carabao Cup, FA Cup, for Brentford or Crystal Palace. Um, and no Mane for the same period. And if one of them makes the final, they might even miss the Leicester, Leicester game? I think there's a Leicester game, yeah. There's a Leicester game again at Anfield back in February. If they, if one of them make the final, and yeah, and obviously Cater gone, so you're down a midfield option. But obviously with the return of Curtis Jones, I guess that fills the void for the time being. Um, and then yeah, with everything else, you have to wait for the return of Klopp from COVID, Matip COVID, Allison COVID, Firmino COVID. Um, Harvey Elliott, we don't know how far away he is. 
I don't think he's team training yet, so he's probably still another month away. I was hoping he'd play some part in the semi-final, but I don't think he's ready yet. If anything, if Liverpool beat Shrewsbury Town on Sunday, then maybe in the fourth round of the FA Cup, then he might be involved in that. But um, the Arsenal game is going to be tricky. I expect Arteta to go all out and try and get something because they're not even in Europe and it's a trophy he'd probably love to win. And yeah, um, all in all, disappointing the 2-2. It's two points dropped. Once again, Liverpool lacking game management. But I'm not even that upset anymore when when we don't have the personnel to win the league. The likes of Milner and Henderson just not good enough anymore. It's not like 1920 when they can just dig out these special individual moments and then clutch 2-1 wins. They're past that period in point. We need to upgrade on Milner and Henderson. We know Thiago was out with a hip injury now. Last week against Leicester, we were told it was muscle soreness. Today is a hip problem. So you can't even rely on Thiago. He's just as injury prone as Cato. And our record with Thiago when he starts is phenomenal. But when he doesn't start, this is the football you get. But if he, don't, if he can't start, you need, you need your most consistent midfielders and your best midfielders. That's why you needed to replace Genie in the summer window. He didn't do it. You have a second opportunity, but they're not going to do that either. So Liverpool are good enough to make top four, but not good enough to win the league. That's my summary. But anyways, all hope is not lost. We may have lost our best three players to AFCON now, um, but I can't wait for the Carabao Cup and I will definitely be doing an episode on that um, Thursday. And then FA Cup against Rusby Town on Sunday. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of LFC Reactions. Sorry that was a bit lengthy again, 40 minutes, but it is what it is. If you guys enjoyed this content, like it, share it, follow it. Um, my Twitter at is K-O-T-E-K-Z underscore. Um, let me know your thoughts. I'd love to know the opinions of the listeners that were listening uh, listening in today. And yeah, disappointing. Leicester away, Chelsea away. I said on a guest podcast that we had to turn these draws into wins, that too many draws was the reason why he didn't win the title in 1819. History's repeated itself again, so... I think we're good enough to be top four, just not for the league title. Let me know, you guys, your thoughts. Again, my Twitter is called text, K-O-T-E-K-Z underscore. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for listening to FC Reactions. And uh, tune in on Thursday, where I will drop my post-match analysis on Arsenal versus Liverpool. Cheers.